Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome everybody to Monsters and Madness, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring some of the members and friends of the Hawk and Cleaver community. If you're enjoying the podcast, then please don't forget to head on over to hawkandcleaver.com where you can find an amazing community of creators and content, including novels, short stories, comics, podcasts, and merchandise. So, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. So, uh, recapping our last adventure, uh, you guys are making your way to the town of Russellton. As you've heard, it is like a young adventurer's mecca, a perfect place for young, budding and inspiring heroes to kind of cut their teeth and uh, just generally get the gist of things, being so close to some of the major cities uh, along the shoreline for easy kind of shipping uh, if you want to like order in some special equipment. And it's just become, as you've heard, like through whispers and rumours, it's just the perfect place to start. You guys all met along the uh, the tradeway, the road that connects it all up together, and just out of sheer, sheer kind of kind of curiosity and just unlikeliness, you guys have kind of budded together and now have made yourself a little group. On your way over to uh, Russellton, you uh, encountered a dryad that was sick because the tree that her soul was bound to was being attacked by some horrible spider-like creatures known as etacaps. But with your bravery and your cunning and your strength, you managed to defeat the evil monsters that were trying to poison her forest. And she was very grateful. You guys rested up and we awake fresh and new. Everyone full rested. Everyone's back up to full health if they are not already. If anyone's burnt any spells and used any spells, there are spell slots are now fully back up and you guys awake I think you guys made camp pretty much at the base of her giant oak tree did you not? I believe so yeah. alright it was beautiful yeah as you awake it's a complete it's like the whole thing shifted like all the cobwebs have gone there are new uh, blooms and buds that are just starting to flower there's a nice kind of warmth in the area as kind of Beams of light just cascade and break through the the leaves of the trees, making nice little kind of jets and dots of light scattering about the place. You love to see it, don't you guys? You love to see it. 
<laughs> yeah, this is why this is why we do these things. Yeah, we can start chopping that aspiring part out of the the heroes thing in our CV pretty soon. Couple more adventures <laughs> like this. I thought you were going to say we're going to start chopping down the tree, her tree. <laughs> yeah, we we do yeah. the firewood. It was all, it was all a ruse. <laughs> You guys awake. Uh, the small embers of the campfire you made are just starting to dwindle out and just a small little single kind of stream of smoke just wisping up into the air. What would you guys like to do? I'd like to stretch and ask if anybody has any particular food for breakfast. Hmm. Well... I've just realised I've left my bag somewhere, so give me a couple of minutes while I get it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll pretend this is in the game. (laughs) Yeah, this is all in game. Uh, You guys, in your backpacks of your gear and other things you have, do have water skins, some rations. Uh, You could be so bold as to forage if you felt like it. But it's completely. Is Is the Etter Cap body still there as well? Uh, no, it seems like everything has either uh, been cleared away or is not there anymore. She's a good egg, isn't she? She runs a tight ship when she's she feeling does. well. I I take a stroll around the nearby areas of trees and see if I can find any any local wildlife that I can try and eat. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's roll a survival or a nature for me if you're kind of foraging trying to find some little games or, or something i got a 11 12 12 12 uh yeah you do spot uh, just poking out from uh, underneath some shrubberies and stuff there is what appears to be like the little kind of telltale twitching nose of a wild hair I'm back I want to sneak up on it <laughs> okay yeah go uh, roll for a, a stealth then if you're kind of just <laughs> car hunting here no uh, what's happening just remind me if it's stealth do I add the plus two that's in my dexterity or the three next to stealth uh, it'll be the three stealth so that's an unnatural 20. Unnatural. Oh, yeah. You are looming over it as if you could just grab it by the ears. It is not aware. I grab it by the ears and bring it back alive. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> you, it's kind of kicking and obviously trying to buck and stuff and get away from you. But no, you've just snatched it up. Does anybody fancy some breakfast? I brought it whole and ready and raw. Raw, you say? Yeah. I'll have one of the ears. Okay. If you want it, you chop it. Oh, I've got axes, so that's fine. Hand it over. I can kick back and dig into my rations. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll check my magic bag, see what I've got in there. I use my two hand axes to expertly uh, cut up this hair, and uh, I take the the ears for myself. Actually, I'll just take the whole head since I cut up. Okay, uh, just just roll a straight up dexterity for me. So on your dexterity, there should be a little uh, plus or minus. Yeah, is that a 20, a d20? Yeah, d20, and then add that. 
It's a uh, ten. Ten. Yeah, you don't make. You make a bit of a mess of it. I mean, <laughs> this is your first time cutting. Probably not your. No, it's probably not your first time cutting up wild. I'm rabbits. still groggy from waking up. Yeah, uh, there are. There have been much cleaner, neater cuts when uh, preparing wild animals and stuff, but. I mean, you did it <laughs> with those big chunky hand axes. You definitely cut it up. But yeah, you don't, com- you don't complain, guys. <laughs> don't complain. It's your breakfast. Just eat up and shut up, right? I, I caught you a goddamn rabbit, and you've just destroyed it. I trusted you. Yeah. I thought that a dwarf with his heavy-handedness and his battle axe might be able to cut a delicate rabbit without uh, smushing it to pieces. Look, I'll keep this rabbit for myself. You, you will not. I have acid breath recharged, and I'm not afraid to use it. Right. Without speaking, I lean forward and just offer some of the rations that are in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, you guys uh, cook up a fine, fine wild hare breakfast. Okay. I think I think now that we've now that we're well fed from that uh, lovely rabbit. We should be on our way, really. We um, should. I've forgotten where we're going. <laughs> we're going to Russellton. Let's go to, yeah. To go and find this woman's crochet. Do we have Thanks. to uh, ex- escape this forest? Because if I remember, it was quite a mission getting in here. Mm. It was we a dense fr- forest. We are friends of the forest these days, though. The the very birds sing of our, sing of our heroism. So pretty sure it'll see us right. I think we start walking in the direction of Russellton, wherever that is. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit tricky at first because um, going into the forest, you were obviously guided by the blooming flowers. Uh, but you kind of, you retrace your steps, you kind of, things seem familiar, especially getting back out into kind of the main strip and the kind of wider, sparse areas of the forest. Because this part here, the kind of epicenter is very dense and thick. So you kind of start making your way out. The clearings start to widen, the trees get less dense and... Uh, Eventually, you do find the road, and you can see along the way, slightly, uh, say, a couple of miles up, you can see the outskirts of the city of Russellton. I've heard many legends of Russellton and its famous walls and people, and its incredible array of knitted wear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys start to make your way over to Russellton then. Uh, you go on Auraprax uh, as a bard and kind of a well-versed in lore and legends and stuff. Uh, roll just a roll in intelligence for me. Eighteen. Eighteen. Yes. You um, you spend the rest of the journey kind of recording everything you know about Russellton, all the things you've heard. That is, as they say, it is the perfect place for us young as young people to kind of get acquainted. Are you, re- are you going to do it like you're... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doing the whole thing and mimicking like I'm saying it. Excellent. It's everything you've heard it to be. It is a perfect place for us to kind of get started and get into the kind of business of being heroes. There's a blacksmith. There's a local uh, chapel of Timora where we could heal ourselves if there was ever a situation. Much uh, like many of the kind of cities and towns in this area, there is a like a notice board where people post their help wanted and adventures wanted on this kind of board, which is in the kind of city centre, as it were. A nice open clearing where there's a well, 
and there's a nice chunky notice board where everyone puts their kind of help wanted uh there is also as you very high roll you know there's a couple of good places to go to eat there's some couple of good shops you know that the uh, local inn slash tavern the winged horse is an excellent place for us to kind of stay the night and just obviously have a drink and be merry Let's when go shopping. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've only done like a couple of episodes, but we're already on the shopping episode. <laughs> already there. Uh, during this kind of last couple of miles of travel, you guys listen to Uraprax and his kind of tales of how awesome Russellton is. However, when you get there, it is, it is either lying or something's very amiss here. What you expected to see a bustling city full of like adventurers and everyone traveling in groups of three kind of like the healer the tank and the the wizard kind of thing it's pretty empty pretty dead it's underwhelmingly quiet and still as you kind of enter the city you notice there's just a single woman just carrying one loaf of bread kind of head down not really doing anything not really trying to interact with anyone just going back home and uh walking into the middle of the town there's a nice open area a well in the center you could imagine or you could probably guess that this is where they have markets where people would come and bring their wares and raise their own kind of stands and stuff uh but it's empty just a big open area with like a single well in the middle to the left the tavern that you heard about the winged horse you see a nice kind of very simple and basic chapel but there is a chapel to the uh, goddess of light and sunshine timora and lo and behold there is the kind of notice bulletin board where people put their help wanted and heroes wanted uh but in front of the notice board is several goblins these about three foot tall long pointy ears kind of greenish brown skin fanged teeth some of them bald some of them scarred and gashed hunched over just kind of in front of the notice board and then flanking the notice board either side as well is a uh, something you've never really seen before they're kind of look like the goblins but taller broader like jacked up like they've been juicing like the orakai of uh of goblins as it were although the goblins difficult in a pinch when there's a lot of them but small and weak and quite timid these ones next to it seem much bigger chunkier like they could take you on in a fight and they seem to be almost like guarding the notice board how far away is the woman from the notice board uh she is probably about not too far 40 feet i mean this is a large area and uh to the kind of left of the notice board obviously a nice big open space a well in the center to the left hand side of it the tavern to the right the uh the chapel and then it seems like beyond there seems to go into a couple of maybe narrow pathways and walkways which then kind of split off and diverge into a uh, kind of residential area kind of a bit like that so you've got the uh, chapel uh, chapels here 
there's the little tavern, you've got the well, and you've got the notice board up there kind of thing. Gotcha. So are we, are we near the well, sort of approaching the notice Yeah, board? so you're kind of entering, you're kind of on the opposite side of this notice board with the chapel and a tavern either side of it. Okay, so I'd like to just sort of, if I'm near the well, I'd like to just sort of, sort of glance over in the well, see if it's been used recently, see if there's any water left in it, or whether it just looks pretty barren. No, you go up to the water. Uh, you go up to the well, and it is it is a standard well. It's not like it's run down and not being used anymore. It's still fresh, clean water. The whole time you're doing this, these are uh, goblins and these big, bulky uh, goblins, which are hobgoblins. They are just clocking you, and they are staring at you guys. Not moving, but they have clocked that you're here, and they are just watching every movement you do. Can can I cast my unseen servant? Yes, yes, you could cast your unseen servant. I can cast a servant that is unseen and has to obey me, but it can't attack or touch anyone else. If I'm correct, uh, it can interact with things like pick this up, do of this, carry this for me. Can uh, it talk? No, it cannot. It is almost Damn like it. a spectral ghost that can do your bidding. Fold your clothes, X, Y, Z. That's of no use then. You know what? Talking. Let me double check that. That's actually quite a good idea. Uh, Unsee servant. Can you do an artist rendition? <laughs> hmm. No, it doesn't seem like it can talk. <sighs> okay, I'll cast him and just have him there then. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he might come in handy. <laughs> send it for help if anyone happens to fall down a well. <laughs> I've got um, I've got uh, an idea then. If we're, if we're sort of quite far away from these creatures, I'd like to use a message cantrip. Yeah, sure. Which whispers a message to sort of a target further away, and I can hear their response. I just want to sort of me- secretly message you know perhaps the, the more fierce one of these creatures or perhaps the leader if we if we think we can see one of those just just uh, whisper in its ear that you know we mean them no harm but we've we've, we've come to Russellton to see what's what's happening we, we don't we're not from here and just and just let them know that we're uh, you know not not looking to cause a problem here all right yeah so you kind of you raise a hand and you kind of trace arcane signals just subtly with your fingertips and you kind of whisper this and the kind of you've done it a thousand times back in the uh the old academy where you learned where you used to secretly cast and talk to each other during lessons so the uh the scholars and wizards that were teaching you the spells didn't overhear and as soon as you cast it and it goes over to the hobgoblins it immediately is on the defense it draws a bow an arrow pulls it back as far as it can it's scanning the area kind of thing the uh message spell you do get a reply if the uh castee or the person you're casting it to is aware that they can reply but you just get some weird guttural growls and honks in this weird goblin-like language that you're not really sure what it is but it sounds angry all the other little three goblins spot the big pop goblin has kind of taken defensive position and all three of them also kind of get ready they pull out little daggers the second hobgoblin that's on the opposite side that is kind of 
guarding the notice board also pulls out a sword and has a bow on his back as well. And they just all straight up on the defense, kind of looking around. They're looking at you guys, but you guys haven't done anything. And there's a weird kind of voice coming from one of their heads, so they don't think it's you, but they are still locked on eyes with you. Can we also suddenly look around as if we are panicked, as if we've heard the same message? <laughs> Good idea. Uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, roll um, roll a deception for me. Um, Is that all of us, or just? <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody can do it. Okay. Um, right. Okay, we'll start with Scamos because it was his idea. I rolled a twelve. Whatever plus whatever my bonus is, which is so deception. Um, I'm gonna get plus four deception. Okay, so tw- uh, sixteen in total. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, let's go to uh, Uraprax with your deception. Nineteen. Nineteen. Excellent, Finn. So thirteen with a plus three, so sixteen total. Nice. Excellent. And uh, Uran. I feel I might be letting everyone down here (laughs) (laughs) with an eight. (laughs) You look like you haven't noticed. (laughs) Uh, So with with three out of four of you being very high rolls and stuff, it is almost exactly like that weird thing that people do online where they put the bucket on someone else's head and then on their head and everyone's like confused kind of thing. They they get the impression that you've heard this weird voice too. So then maybe we can turn to them and say, "Did you guys? Did you guys just hear something funny? What's going on here?" <laughs> while while this is happening, can we see their? Uh, do they have weapons visible? Yes. As soon as they heard uh, a strange voice in their head, they all drew weapons. I would like to. Uh, I'd like to command my unseen servant, who I'm naming Ian Visible, um, to go over. I'm going to command him to try and grab one of the weapons off of the big orcs for me, because he can interact with objects. Yes, he can. So I'd like him to grab that and bring it back to me as quickly as he can. Bye bye, Ian. Just have a look. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh blimey, he's only got a strength of two, which I believe would be a minus six to the roll, possibly. So roll, uh, roll a d20 and minus six to see if he is strong enough to take this weapon out of the uh, the uh, hobgoblin's hands. Eleven. Minus the six. 17 minus six. Oh, okay. 17. Yeah, 11. Okay. Two seconds. Come on, Ian. So you almost, almost like a, a film, you kind of see strange footprints just ever so subtly making their way over towards the notice board of these goblins. He tries to pull the sword. Oh, no. He definitely... This goblin is got a tight grip he rolled a 17 straight off the bat plus his strength this hobgoblin holds on tight for this sword Ian, you can't back. yeah you can't technically see him but you can imagine that Ian just turns and just lifts his shoulders like that <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get it it's worth a shot at that point the tavern door the winged horse tavern door swings open and you see a uh, two seconds You see a human. He's uh, probably the same age as some of you guys. You, you peg him not to be young, but he's not He's not set in his ways. He is completely bald, though. 
He has no hair, he has no beard, no moustache, and it's a little bit hard to see from this distance, but it doesn't seem to have any eyebrows either. He uh, pops his head out of this uh, tavern door, and he just kind of beckons you guys, like, get in here, kind of thing. He's like, get in, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, I'm um, always keen to nip into the pub, and it's the winged horse, right? So I've heard it highly recommended on our journey over, so um, snip on in. Is this guy handing out flyers, or does he... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's let's go. Winged horse tonight, lads, as you walk past. (laughs) (laughs) Two for one, two for one drinks. I'd like Ian to set guard outside the tavern as we go in. Yeah, sure thing. The uh, little footprints in the kind of dirt and gravel follow you over, but then stay outside of the winged horse. And you guys enter. You see a uh, large kind of rectangular-like tavern. Uh, You could imagine it's probably one of the cozier ones that you've seen in your lifetimes. Uh, some of the tables and chairs are a little bit mixed match and not all the same set. Some of them were probably bought off someone else, some of them made from someone nearby, but they kind of all blend together. They're, they're all wood and they're all kind of basic, but they're all mixed match from different places and walks of life. A nice large hearth at the back of the uh, wall with uh, just a nice crackling fire in it. A long, L-shaped bar with a, a gentleman behind it who's currently cleaning some glasses and just sorting stuff out. He seems to be in charge of the situation. Uh, among the several tables and chairs that are about the place and some nice fluffy kind of poofy uh, winged chairs like the big armchairs with the big backs, two of them facing the uh, the uh, hearth and the fire. You see there is obviously the man who's behind the bar and you see there are two tables that are full of people. You see one of the tables has a large, for lack of a better word, a robot made of like mainly wood with bits of metal in. You can imagine a wooden steampunky like Iron Man. It's quite big, it's tall, very broad shoulders. Uh, completely circular eyes almost like a skull-like face where it's just eyes and like a slit where obviously a mouth would be it's just sitting there at the table it's not eating it's not drinking it's just kind of sitting there with its kind of hands on its thighs kind of just looking about and kind of scanning the area next to this big kind of chunky ancient iron man is uh, a tabaxi is a a cat-like creature uh Bipedal, stands on its hind legs, humanoid, and uh, basically a cat. It's very much like a uh, like the Khajiit of Skyrim. Seems to have absolutely covered itself in every colour it could ever find. It's multicoloured. It's almost sickening to look at how bright <laughs> and vibrant this uh, this cat is. It also has a loot and is just lazily just plucking away. It's not really making up a song it's not really reciting a poem it is just maybe doing a couple of scales just kind of making chords and then making a chord and seeing if that chord fits with that chord and okay maybe that's a thing just kind of lazily playing about with it next to this uh, big chunky warforged iron man and this uh, tabaxi cat is a female human and she is adorned with a uh, like what you could imagine is 
armor and kind of ceremonial kind of robes. She is, you could either imagine, a cleric or a paladin. She seems to have been adorned with uh, symbols of her faith and her religion. The kind of second group of people uh, at a kind of another table, uh, not right next to each other. They've kind of done the whole table, empty table, table, so they have a bit <laughs> of privacy. Class, yeah. Yeah. There seems to be the uh, completely bald man uh, sits down. He sits down to a, uh, a gnome, a little gnome guy. Seems to be quite older, bit of a beard and a bit of a big fluffy uh, scraggly moustache and seems to be wearing nothing but uh, leaves. Seems to have made itself a uh, kind of hula Hawaiian skirt of a grass skirt. Uh, next to this little uh, this little gnome, just 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 wearing uh, leaves and grass, there seems to be a wizard, similar to Finn, uh, elven features, quite a bit more distinctive, but uh, his skin is almost like a charcoal grey, and his hair is pure white. The completely bald guy sits down next to this wizard, this uh, dark elf, this drow, as it were and uh, kind of looks at the wizard drow. The wizard drow looks back at this completely bald man and you can kind of hear him murmur. Look, I said it a thousand times. I'm sorry. I just tried to spell. It didn't work and I'm sure it's going to grow back. (laughs) And the completely bald guy just kind of rolls his eyes and just sips his drink. Well, let's take a seat. With the with the bald guy, he, he's that's, the one that calls us in. Yeah, maybe we should go over and uh, ask ask him who he is, what he's all about. Yeah, I think we all have right. to. I'd like to, if possible, <clears throat> I'd like to just sort of um, perhaps use a bit of my perception, sort of get a feel for the room, see if we feel sort of welcome here, whether we're standing out or whether we're just sort of n- n- nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, roll a perception for me. So. 15 plus 5, 20. Oh, unnatural 20. Excellent. Uh, you immediately get the impression that you are the new people in the bar. However, it's not like this isn't a rough bar with like a gang in it and they've all got like the matching jackets and you're not welcome here. It is just you are the new people in the bar. They've just kind of looked at you and was like, oh, okay, some new people and they're just doing their own thing. They've, However, they've with that very high roll, yeah. With that, uh, with that very high roll, you do see uh, in the far like back corner, uh, up against the wall where the uh, the hearth and the fire is, there is a pile of like bows and arrows, swords, daggers, big chunky like maces and axes, a couple of suits of armor. They're all dented and they're all a little bit bloodstained, and they're just all kind of haphazardly just thrown in the pile like a. Uh, like just chucked in the corner because there's nowhere else to put them kind of thing. Hmm. So I wonder if this village is so empty because all the people who had these weapons have, for whatever reason, disappeared. Uh, I think we should be careful, guys, but let's just take a seat and maybe we can casually ask the bald guy what this is all about. 
see if we can endear ourselves to them a little bit. Obviously, he's yeah. our bald friend is our way in, and he clearly seemed cautious of the goblins and hobgoblins outside. So maybe we'll use that as common ground. So shall we approach him and make some conversation first? So let's walk over to their table. We're not necessarily going to sit down and join them unless we're invited. Maybe we'll sit at that. Uh, maybe we can put our jackets or the equivalent of our wallets just on the um, on the empty Sc- table that's scarf, in the middle. There. Yeah, put your scarf mm. down. No, on hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> this scarf is bloody gold dust. <laughs> while, while you guys do that, I want to go over and talk to the cat because I like the idea of the loot. I want to find out if she's within the Bard Guild. Nice. All right. So, and I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down. I, I think we should sit. I don't think we should stand and wait to be invited. I'm gonna sit down at the table. I'm just gonna go and thank this guy. Maybe I'll just give him a quick nod and a thank you for um, for ushering us in. So, I um, give the guy a little nod and say, "Oh, thanks for the invite in there." And um, what's with those bunch of footboys outside? <laughs> uh. This uh, complete bull guy looks up at you and goes, uh, don't worry about it. I mean, you're new here, right? Of course. Yes. Well, thank you again. Um, we'll just be over there. Perhaps catch you at the bar in a little while. And I will yeah, come I mean, and sit down with, with Oren. Sure. I mean, we're not going anywhere. Oh, yeah. I sa- I sa- I've sat down at the bull guy's table. I'm not sitting at the bull table. Oh, right. You sat, oh. you sat at the middle table. No, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah you, yeah, you grab a chase, just slide it over. It's like the hair all over again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to cut these guys up, though. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, uh, all three of them, the uh, the wizard, the uh, drow wizard, the, the gnome in the grasker, and the bald guy just kind of give you a, a nod of like, hi, how you doing kind of thing. Uh, but the the human, the fighter guy, the completely bald one, he'll, he'll turn to you, uh, uh, or ran and it's like yeah so welcome to uh, Rustin I guess yeah yeah we're new in town and you were the first mm-hmm. guy that we saw we were going to check out the message board outside but then you called us in so yeah you uh, you don't want to do that what's going on well, I mean, let me guess, you're here because you thought this was a great place to get some jobs and some gold? We were expecting a busy town. There's nobody here. It's quiet. He kind of leans back in his chair, has another swig of his hour, goes, Yep, us two. Been here about a week now, and it's been like this since we got here. And you've just been spending that week in here? Well, look, it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a weird one. I mean, we only know this because we're talking to the. We've been here for a week, and we all we've been doing is chatting to the uh, couple of the residents and the guy running this place. But some uh, those goblin fucks got a bit too big for their britches and just taken over the place. I mean, they're not. Well, they did stuff. They're not doing stuff at the moment, but every time the courier comes in with new jobs things that we could be hired to do, potential gold. They just take it. Well, the way I see it, you've got, we've got the three, three of us at the table. How many is at the table, sorry. Uh, 
with you four, and then there's three at one table and there's three at the other table. The way I see it, everybody in this bar right now outnumbers those guys outside. What's the situation with uh, with Iron Man over there? Are you guys pals or? No, they've only been here a couple of days, but I mean, I mean, they're a riot. I can't remember that weird cat one's name, but they're fine. But I mean, you not think we thought of that before, teaming up and taking them on? I mean, if you want to take them on, be my guest. And he points over to the, the pile of bloody armor and swords in the corner. They came in, they muscled their way through, they kidnapped a bunch of the residents, they killed a guy right in the middle of the town square to prove they mean business. And ever since then, every time someone needs a job or local towns are sending help wanted and it goes to the notice board, they just snatch it up. They go and do the jobs, they get all the gold. I mean, we came here to earn some coin and get a reputation, but at the moment we're all just in the fields helping out for coppers until we got enough to move on to the next town. Okay, when's the courier coming back? <sighs> Actually, it'll be here tomorrow morning. Well, well, well. <laughs> um, gentlemen, um, you know goblins and hobgoblins. To the best of your knowledge, um, do you know if they bleed at all? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do. In right. that case, and um, my friends here will tell us that we have history of this, things that we discover as point A can bleed, we have a history of being able to kill. But I understand that we um, are going to need to be smart about this. I have a little bit of a plan, but we may need everyone that we have here. So if you guys are interested in principle, I'm not asking you to um, agree to anything until you've heard our plan. But if you're willing to listen, perhaps we should talk to the people on the other table and see if there's something that we can do different to what the previous owners of those weapons have done. That may mean that tomorrow when the courier comes, there's someone else to get those jobs. Maybe some hobgoblins will have to die. <laughs> it's not for me to judge. Well, I'm oh, sorry, I don't know your name. Oh, my name is Scamos Nowhere, at your service. Okay, well, uh... And these are my friends. Uh -huh. I gestured you to introduce yourselves. Oran. Finn. I'm off talking to Cat Lady. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're practice technically at the other table. You guys gestured to him, but he's already in the middle of conversation. So, the uh, bald guy points to himself. He's like, well, I'm John. And he points to the uh, gnome. He's like, this is Brock. And he points to the wizard. Uh, and that is Malquis. He's the reason I'm bored, but we won't get into that. <laughs> and look, you've got some stones on you, uh, Scamos, was it? You've got some it stones is. on you, but maybe wait and see what happens tomorrow. Even look at them today. I mean, we still got a couple of hours before the sun goes down. Actually, midday-ish. God, sit around all day. I don't even know what time it is. Fucking hell. Look, you don't think we've tried all these things? We tried teaming up all together, and they absolutely slaughtered us. It's not just those four out there, or five out there. They've got a system. Every so, every like couple of hours or so, they switch up, and new goblins come, and then they all sneak off somewhere. Tried following them, trying to find out where they're hiding. They're too bloody nimble. You think we tried to get the courier? 
on the trade road before he even comes into town. They've got scouts looking up and down the whole mile-long strip. As soon as that courier comes into sight, they've got eyes on it. I tried to get to that courier before they did to get them to give me some documentations to see if they had any help wanted or any jobs available. And I nearly got ambushed. They're all in the weeds waiting for us, all in the bushes. Look, if you want to be big, brave and ballsy and try and take them all out, be my guest. As soon as you start fighting those ones that are looking after that notice board, one of them will skip her away, get reinforcements, and then you'll have a bloodbath in the middle of the town on your hands. And the alternative, though, is that we stay here for... How long did you say you'd been here? You've lost track of the days already, as if you're stuck in some depressing quarantine type situation um how long have well, you been look, here no, we're not we're not bloody shackled up and bound here a couple of guys and me and some of the guys on the other table we're helping the local farmers in the field i mean they're being generous and getting us a couple of couple of coppers here and there as soon as we've got enough to get some more supplies and restock our, our backpacks and stuff we're heading out and trying somewhere else and then what if there's another mean old hobgoblin in, in that town? What then? When are you going to stand up to the hobgoblin, metaphorically, that's holding you back, John? Oh, look, 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 look. I'm... <laughs> this is like, we came here because we're fresh-faced and young and we don't know what we're doing. We came here because we thought someone else would give us a hand. I mean, I don't know what you've been up to, but the most I've done is barter with some guy for a couple of horses and we rode along the tradeway. I haven't actually run um, down with anything yet. Let me give you a quick, um, it's the medieval version of bolt. Let me give you a couple of crossbow bolt points about what our adventures have been in just our first couple of days of being together. Number one, I almost <laughs> lost an arm to a warg, but I didn't. Then we met a beautiful, beautiful dryad who was dying because horrible spiders um, were digging into her tree. Guess what? Killed them, became heroes of the forest before we got to our first adventuring town. Now, I'm not saying we're the greatest, but I am saying that fortune favours the bold, and it can favour you, John, if you work with us. I'm not saying we have to march straight out there willy-nilly and cause a bloodbath in the town. But we can be smart and we can work together and giving up if you're giving up you may as well be dead John you may as well when you left town to become an adventurer did you tell the people that cheered you off on the day you left that oh I'm going off to get a few coppers from a farmer I don't think you did no need to answer I mean please do answer if, you, if that is what you did he just looks at you you could imagine he'd be scowling if he had eyebrows but he doesn't apparently <laughs> have eyebrows he just kind of looks at you and goes no, I didn't set out on adventures and quest to work in the field. Look, you're not getting the whole story here. Like, when these hobgoblins and goblins first arrived, they kidnapped a bunch of, of the residents here. They slaughtered a guy right in the middle of the town square to prove a point. I mean, the reason we're working for coppers to try and get some pennies back in our pockets is because we all chipped in for the ransoms of the ones that they kidnapped. I don't want to start another fight in the middle of town. They play dirty. They'll start raiding people's houses. They'll start kidnapping people again. They'll start killing innocent people. Look, you make an excellent point. And if you start fighting and it looks like you've got the upper hand, I will definitely join in and help you guys. 
if they start playing dirty and start trying to kidnap people again and kidnap innocent residents of this town, then we've got a problem. We didn't come here to be a burden. I come back across from the cat and say, guys, guys, I found out some news. This town's being held hostage by goblins. <laughs> <laughs> also, this cat now knows hot cross buns on the ukulele. <laughs> you can't look over and this cat is like big grinning and it's like, why the penny do a penny hot cross buns? <laughs> he seems to have sped it up and made it like in a minor key to make it a bit more gritty. <laughs> but they're this guy. Let's, let's recruit, let's recruit, recruit the cat. Yeah. So, we know, we know John's position. Does this stand with the rest of you? Um, Brock, Malkos, are you, are you, does this, is the same true of you or do you feel any differently? No, they, uh, I won't even let you roll for it because it's quite a good, inspiring speech. Yeah, they're, they're, they're with you. Like, again, we're, we're with John. If it gets to the point where we've got the upper hand, we'll join in and help. But if there's a chance that it's just going to go south, they're going to slaughter you you're going to add to that pile of broken armor and swords in the corner and they start kidnapping residents again to prove their point, then we'd rather stay out of it. Good to know your position, gentlemen. I can only respect that. Um, You say that goblins and hobgoblins can fight dirty, and I understand this. You nor those goblins have ever met Scamos Nowhere. Now... I will leave you to pause and enjoy your drinks for a while. Gentlemen, shall we speak to our other table guests and see how they stand in this in this world? Unless, or a prax you already know. Uh, yeah, well, let's, uh, let's say while uh, Scamos was doing that inspiring speech, let's hop over and see what Uraprax is doing at the other table. Sweet. So, Uraprax, you have got a warforged, a kind of humanoid or a live sentient robot... Uh, you've got the tabaxi and you've got the uh, the female that seems to be adorned in uh, her holy symbol. Mm-hmm. So I wander across and I say, I, I notice there you've got a, a musical instrument. Uh, might I inquire whether or not you are with a particular bard guild or whether you're just a freelance musician? Uh, the cat looks up to you and goes, uh, who are you? Uh, I'm Europraxis Tempestis the Third. It's a, a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, it raises a paw and is like, I bump I it. Am. <laughs> I am Chen, and it kind of goes to shake it, and then it's like, oh, okay, we're bumping. Yep, that's that's cool. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> Chen. I've not seen many of your kind around this side of the the world. Well, uh, I am rare as I am impressive and beautiful, might I add? May I? Uh, I see your. I see you're fiddling with the strings on on that ukulele. May I, may I show you something? No, don't don't pass it to me. I I can't hold it. I I can't touch instruments. It is not how you say this ukulele. It is it is a lute. <laughs> an instrument is an instrument is an instrument. Touch that one there, that one there, and play for me. Okay. And <laughs> you teach her how to play hot cross buns. Just so all the continuity uh, goes into a nice perfect circle. Mm-hmm. And there you are. Now that we have that established, might I uh, inquire as to who your friends are? Uh, she kind of gestures over to the the Warforged. It's like this is a mitt, and it just kind of raises a hand, just straight right angle. There's like a little beep, boop, beep, like zip, 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 left, right, left, right wave. Puts it back down. And then she gestures over to the female cleric. 
and this is uh this is Kenocha. Kenocha. And what brings you to this side of town? Well, we came for glory and riches, but as you friends over there probably heard from from Malaquis and Brock and John, we are going to have to move on to the next town. What's the problem? Apart from, I'm assuming this is something to do with the goblins outside. She nods. And she, uh, she, like herself, is very kind of knowledgeable about the current situation in uh, Russellton. And she will also relay the information that she relayed to uh, Scamos and the other guys. These goblins, hobgoblins, came into town, started kind of frying their way around. And now no one can get any work. No one can get any jobs. Much like the other guys heard, they have a system where they're always on guard, keeping an eye on that notice board, even though it is it is absolutely empty. There's no actual jobs on there because every time someone goes up to it, or so every time someone tries to use it, the goblins immediately take the help wanted, job wanted, please help me with this, and just scutter off somewhere. Who, Who is the longest living resident still available in this town? because somebody must have information on something that could be useful to take down these goblins. Uh, she uh, she doesn't know. So I, I don't know. Come on, the beautiful kitty like you must know something. <laughs> she slightly purrs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I say, my friend, as she kind of purrs as you're flirting with her, uh, we've only been here a couple of days. You may be more inclined to ask the owner of this establishment. Good to know. I run over excitedly to the others. And tell them that you two talk hot cross blinds, yeah. <laughs> All right. So it seems the next person we need to speak to is our friendly barkeep, right? Whose business is no doubt suffering greatly. Actually, no, maybe it's doing well. He has people stuck in the pub forever. But let's find out. <laughs> All right. Uh, you go over to uh, the barman. He seems to be human in nature uh probably pushing maybe 50 60 he's got like a, a tuft of hair at the front but he seems to be residing quite a lot of, like these sides it's starting to res- recede quite uh, strongly at the sides but he's still got some nice chunky sideburns to him looks like he's got a slightly broken nose maybe he's seen a couple of bar fights in his time and he's just just minding his own business but tending to the bar Finn, you're a barman by trade, I seem to recall. Why don't you speak speak barkeep to barkeep? I, I don't like to speak about it. I don't like to speak about those days. Horrible, horrible times. Um, but I'll I'll do my best. So. You know a barman struggles. You know how he feels. You can empathise with him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll go over and... Uh, hi, I'm, uh, I'm Finn. Um, how's it going? He kind of nods, he goes, uh, Hendrik, nice to meet you. Hendrik. So, we've heard the story from some of your patrons uh, sat down over there, but is it, is, it, is it all true? Is what they're saying correct? Well, about the goblins? Yeah. He kind of seems a bit solemn about the whole thing. So, yeah, they, uh, they ain't leaving anytime soon. I mean... A lot of the residents don't want to leave their houses at the moment. They're all just 
sitting around waiting for someone or something to sort them out. I mean, we've sent word to neighbouring towns, but no one seems interested to come and help us. Maybe because they thought yeah. we should sell it for ourselves. I don't know. So what sort of help would be preferable to you? If in an ideal world, what would you want to happen? Well, look, I don't want anybody to get hurt. And he kind of, as he says that, he looks over at the pile of uh, used uh, armour and swords that are still a little bit bloodstained. It's like, I don't want anybody to help out who can't help them can't do the job properly I mean we're still living technically I mean we're not as busy as we usually are no one really wants to go outside so it's a bit of a bummer but it's not like we're like we're on the cusps of collapse and stuff we're still a town I mean it's quiet at the moment but you know I got a couple of regulars we still got some shops that are still selling but no one stays, no one really makes a home here anymore. Just a bit dead. I mean, if you guys can sort it out, you guys can sort it out, but... And what would you want us to do to sort it out? Get rid of those fucking goblins, what do you think, man? <laughs> I'd like yeah. to ask why there is just a pile of armour covered in blood in the corner. Those... Oh, those belonged to... Uh, couple of parties of people and groups of people who thought they could help out and take care of the goblins and it didn't go well i mean if we were busy and if there wasn't a goblin problem i would clean them up and sell them to the next adventurer who came across who was looking for some new armor but i mean no one wants it anymore because no one's doing anything at the moment Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Very, very interesting. And um, you've seen these goblins. How many... Uh, do you reckon there are? We've seen around well, not four to or be, five. Uh, not to be goblinist, but they all kind of look the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're more than welcome to stake out and watch. 
but they always seem to have four or five people stationed at that billboard. They seem to, for lack of a better word, change guard every couple of hours or so, round the clock. So, Hendrik, you would you would probably say, I mean, I'm not asking you to get your hands dirty or risk your business or your life against these goblins and hobgoblins, but I'm right in saying that you might be inclined to help us if we were to have a plan to help with your hobgoblin problem. And I imagine no moral qualms if those hobgoblins were both less annoying and less alive than they are right now. Well, yeah, look, I heard your very inspiring speech that you said to those guys over there at that table, and I'm kind of with them. I mean, you weren't here when it first happened. One of our residents who's been here the longest, uh, a guy named... uh, God, what was his name? Brenson. One of the oldest guys, a guy called Brenson. God. Where does Brenson live? Lived. Oh, okay. They, uh, God, he was only, I don't think he even held a sword or a bow and arrow in his life. He just turned into the fields. He was about 80. He'd been here for as long as I can remember. Everyone loved him. He was like the granddad of everybody. And they just slaughtered him right in the middle of the, uh, right in the middle of town. Hendrix, if we can count on your help, then I can't promise you that, um, I will, we will emerge victorious, but I can tell you that if we're successful, as I slit that last hobgoblin's throat, I will whisper in his ear, this is for Benson. And they're the last words he hears before I send him to hell. Well, you didn't know him, so I appreciate that. I mean, that means a lot. That's in his memory. I respect, I respect him having the courage to send up. Well, look, I mean, I'm not, I'm a bit like Benson. I haven't really gone out and adventured and I don't really know how to fight. I mean, there's a couple of scraps in here every now and again with the regulars and I get a couple of black eyes and that's about it. But I mean, from what I've heard from other people that have come in and the guys who used to own those swords and armors over there, I mean, there's goblins and hobgoblins guarding that billboard, but they're not running the show. Something else is going on here. Should we stake out, guys? I think we have a we yeah. can maybe stake out and see what we can learn and then and then I have a I have a little bit of a plan forming but some more information if we can find out what's going on with the party would be useful before we put it into effect. I'll share my plan with you when um when you're ready to hear it. You before before we leave the barman can I uh, just ask him if he can give us a rough direction of where we would find uh, the Oaks knitwear store. <laughs> kind of looks at you and goes Oaks. Hmm. The plot thickens. Who are the Oaks? My God. They they made this wonderful scarf that my friend Oren is wearing. Kind of looks at the scarf and goes, "Yeah, that looks fine." I mean, what what are you talking about, Oaks? Never mind. Never mind. Thank you. Thank you very much for for your information. Just just put my hand on Oraprak's shoulder and, and whisper to him so as not to cause any alarm. Oraprax, if if these fuckboys have killed the oaks, I'm gonna double kill them. I'm not <laughs> I'm not I'm not standing for it. <laughs> Alright. We head outside. Well, do we wanna head outside or do we wanna sort of 
look through the window. Yeah, so who, who, who has the best? Here. Who has the best chance to try and get close and eavesdrop, or who has the? You know, what do we want? What do we want to strategize? What do we want to learn about them? I imagine see if we can let slip about what their plans are, what their rotations are, and where they are. Who's running the show? Yeah, definitely. If we wait till night time, if anyone's got dark vision, <laughs> 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 all how, <but> one. <laughs> how easy would it be for me? Because my my unseen servant has a range of sixty feet. How easy would it be for me to have a little tour around town, keeping him ahead to warn me in case there's any trouble? I believe I like your way of thinking, but I believe the unseen servant is not like a it, I don't think you can use it as a recon it wouldn't be able to kind of come back and give you information it is it is it is what it says on the tin it's an unseen servant it is a Do minor task yeah a kind of ball of humanoid like energy that is invisible and like you said folds clothes picks stuff up carries stuff the servant. Uh, I don't think it actually has an intelligence and can. I don't think it can even speak. Yeah. I, don't we... I mean, for example, if you were delving deep into a dungeon and there was like an ominous lever on the wall, which you think is pretty trapped, you could send your unseen servant to pull the lever to see what happens. And if it gets squished, then everyone's fine and no one got hurt. But in terms of using it recon wise, uh, that would probably be a no. Uh, however, you might further on into the adventure get the ability to find a uh, the spell find familiar, which would summon a animal companion, yes. which you could yeah. then look through the eyes of, and that could be like a recon thing. Okay. So that's a potential to think of. I like your way of thinking. I like the idea, but uh, in terms of unseen servant, I don't think it has that ability to uh, to do the stake out for you if that's what you're kind of planning. Yeah. I think we should order some drinks because we've been in this bar and not ordered any drinks and business is obviously... We've, we've <laughs> got to support local business, you're right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then find a table next to a window where we can get a clean view of the message board. All right. And also, we can spend a little bit of time just talking about potential plans and thoughts about what's the best way because yeah. we'll be out of earshot of people. Yeah. Should we strategize together and see what we can float with the rest of the team and... Um... And maybe what what thoughts you have. I'm happy yeah. to share my re- my immediate plan for murder while we're sitting and having our first round, if you like. <laughs> so um, I, I want to see what happens when one of these messengers appears with this paper. I want to see how they react and what they do. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because one of because I was thinking that maybe we could post our own job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and get them away. Something like that. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. All right. That sounds like a great plan. Um, I'm, I might be able to help you with that. Um, we haven't had cause for it just yet, um, but I have a disguise kit on me, and I have a a disguise persona that I can undertake. So, when the time calls for it, you can briefly say goodbye to Scamos Nowhere and meet unfortunate merchant down on his luck, merchant Akthos Woe. <laughs> and as Akthos Woe I can go places where Scamos nowhere cannot my original thought as we came to this were was perhaps um, and maybe this can come into play later on my original thought was 
ask our friend, our new friend Hendrix here, if we can borrow maybe a couple of his old barrels from the cellar and maybe something he uses to clean the pipes out. Um, my original thought before we knew there was extra hobgoblins was to pretend I was a merchant with this barrel full of very potent ale that I didn't def- I definitely didn't want anyone to steal when they steal it from me they would drink it and die a horrible burning death we could maybe slit the throats of anyone who didn't immediately die but we can save that for later I could go out there with a pretend job for them to snatch off me um, and see and see what I can learn as a result of it yeah, I think so. Sounds but good. What? What? Anyone else have any other thoughts? Yeah, I'm. So, my my only thinking was that because my unseen servant's doing nothing, whether or not he posts a job. Invisibly. Invisibly. Oh. But then gosh. you wouldn't really get the same effect as if Axos woe. I think it has to look natural, doesn't it? I think it has to be natural. Yeah. Do it. Get your get your skimpy outfit on. Get out the back door. <laughs> <laughs> right. But what's the job? What we're gonna What we're gonna entice these guys away with? Uh, well, well, they're not even well, gonna read it, are they? They're just Aren't gonna they? deliver it to their master, I, I guess, or something. Can it just uh, say "fuck you"? <laughs> just write <laughs> your mum. <laughs> yeah. These goblins can't even read, probably. So they're just gonna deliver deliver it to some upper management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can imagine it. I can imagine it. You write just like. <laughs> a bit of paper you put it up on the notice board and then the next day like there's double the amount of goblins (laughs) Uh, maybe we can use this if we think that these minions are just going to pass on the message maybe we post the job that that indicates a meeting in the first place and indicates that it's a an irresistible job a job so rich and sweet that the big boss will come out to meet um you know to meet the, the job poster uh, a place that we designate um, and then we can because much like um, the, the the Romans in the fictional place of earth that I've read about in my stories did we'll set the battlefield and then what we'll do is when we lure the leader to this place with promises of untold riches we will poison and or murder him yes right so Gather round. Um, does anyone have pen and paper? Always. I'm a bard. Wonderful. So, do you want to? Be, you, I imagine you also have the neatest handwriting as well. <laughs> yeah. So let's pen. Um, what is? Let's pen an excellent job. Okay. Let's start with how much money it's going to be. Um, what do we feel is a irresistible yet still not? unbelievable amount of gold that's going to tempt a hobgoblin boss out of out of his lair do we know the boss is a hobgoblin or could these goblins be controlled by a different race or species perhaps uh, maybe we'll yeah what about we'll have 50 gold pieces 100 gold pieces oh no much more than that yeah, a thousand gold pieces <laughs> one million ten thousand oh um, excuse me, Hendrix. <laughs> what? What is money? Um, how, <laughs> how much um, would someone buy um, half a town for? <laughs> no, okay. Let's say the bar. How much would would this bar on a normal day of good trading? How much would you sell this for? I'm not buying it. I'm asking for a friend. Hypothetically. <laughs> well, that depends. 
Are you guys going to buy anything, or are you just going to sit in the corner? Oh no, we've, we've got a round of drinks, haven't we? Didn't someone go to the bar already, honestly? <laughs> oh shit, we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just went into the corner and started chatting. <laughs> sorry, sorry, a round... One of your finest waters. A round, a round of drinks, which I am willing to pay for, Oh, geez, this is a lovely bar. And in a, in a, let's say, a fairly buoyant property market, how much would you sell it for? Not that I'm in a position to buy today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, uh, he gets you a round of drinks, which will be 16 copper pieces. Okay. How much money do I have? Yeah, I'm fine. I can get this, I imagine. I've got some money. How, yeah, many, so, uh, how many copper to silver, silver to gold? Okay, so uh, you guys probably start off with 10 to 15 gold, roughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you imagine gold pieces are like pound coins, uh, copper pieces are pennies, so it's 100 to 1. Uh, there is also silver pieces in Dungeons & Dragons, which are like 10 piece, so like 10 to 1. There are also electrum pieces, which are like 50 piece, like a 2 to 1. And there are also platinum pieces, which are like... 10 gold like 10 pound notes okay however in terms of like exchange rate because obviously the drink is like a mug of ale is only uh four copper pieces so it's not like 4p for a drink because like stuff like a dagger is worth one gold kind of thing so it's not like a it's not exactly a gold piece is a pound coin but in terms of how they interact i reckon 500 gold on the note. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon? Hendrick kind of nods at you and goes like, yeah, I'd, I'd grab a sword and shield for 500 gold. <laughs> 500 gold it is then. So we'll take our drinks back to the table. Get these lovely foamy mugs down, you guys. I I tip my drink to uh, to the cat. <laughs> to Chen. Mm-hmm. To Chen. Yeah. She responds in kind. Little wink. <laughs> She uh she pulls one of the random like she's got multi kind of like feathers and <laughs> trinkets and stuff all over her outfit. She kind of pulls one of the kind of bright red feathers and just kind of tucks it behind her one of her ears to try and like just make herself look a bit prettier. I'm so in. <laughs> so, I I for a moment sit silently and wonder if a dragonborn who is I guess technically a scaly can be a furry if that counts <laughs> so the others just see a puzzled look cross across, pass across my face yeah but this, is a, like this a, is a proper Romeo and Juliet moment like, like <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to find out more about this warforge sounds like it should be useful but I'll wait until we pen this letter. Yeah, let's get our plan ready, and then we'll find out when they, how they can each play a role in this. So, five hundred gold reward and the hand of uh, the princess. Whoa! <laughs> and the severed just, hand of the goblin king. Yeah, just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Scamos, do you have a princess disguise in your kit? <laughs> don't have a princess disguise. Um, I guess how common are princesses in these things? Is there just one that we we yeah, definitely just, have heard? Just any old princess will do. Just yeah. make one up. Um, maybe maybe um, Opt- I don't know that can be that can be brought back to us. Maybe we'll say a and ten virgin brides in brackets <laughs> gender gender of your choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. We're not, we're not discriminatory here. So basically whatever um oh hang on we've covered money we've covered mates let's put plus slap up dinner 
Yeah. As part of the rewards. Um, for work for brave, bold, ruthless um, adventurer. Because of course yes. we're gonna this we're gonna we're gonna attract him out. And we want to make sure it's his skill set. If he thinks it's about maths, not discriminating against hobgoblins, maybe maybe that would in fact be his greatest fear. Maybe public speaking would really worry him. So we want to make sure this is going to play into a brute strength to get him out there, and then we can have to then we're going to say for more information, meet. Um, we'll come up with the contact's name. Is it meet at? Um, Uraprax, you knew this area quite well. Um, what is a nice secluded area where we might have a, a, a good opportunity to ambush someone? Uh, the Appleby Gardens, just off of 6th, is nice. <laughs> Was nice. Uh, Uraprax, uh, you think that Appleby Gardens, just off of 6th, is, is a residential area, and that would probably be a bit dangerous. <laughs> Uh, you could maybe stage an attack on the outskirts of the tradeway as you guys walked in. If not, this is technically a seaside town. Uh, you could get them to meet you at the beach, which is... Is there a cliff overlooking a beach? Uh, no, uh, you guys are currently like on the uh, like water level. Water level. Yeah, yeah water you guys level. are currently so, water level. Just, just when you're uh, thinking there may be gravity to do my murdering for me. Never yeah. mind, I suppose. <laughs> um, so maybe just a just an area away from people. We don't want any civilians caught in this crossfire, um, you know, and also away from away from the beaten path a little bit. So, is there an area we can just mention to them that we can have a good overlook that we can that we can go that we can write in there? Not Appleby Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if we go to the tradeway, we can potentially hide in the foliage. Hide in the bushes, I like it. <laughs> okay, so we'll write down that uh, we'll put a particular area just outside the tradeway. But remember, we have to uh, make sure that the people in the bar can see this because they're not going to join us until they see oh, the we'll, winning. We'll let them know the plan before we okay. before we execute. And then, okay. um, how do... Um, how do goblins and hobgoblins fare between daytime and nighttime? Do they have a preference? Uh, roll an intelligence for me. Uh, I'd let you take nature if you're proficient in nature. I don't believe I am. Let me take a look. I've got investigation, but nothing else that's really. Uh, just a straight up intelligence then for me. I rolled an 11. An 11. Um, and uh, an, an intelligence, I have plus three. 14, yeah. You're pretty sure goblins have dark vision. So in, ah. in what you've gathered, they are working shifts. So it's never it would never be a case of potentially doing it at night time and catching them off guard. It seems like whoever's in charge of these goblins has got them some work in days, some work in nights, so they'd always be refreshed and ready for battle. Okay. Well, in that case, guys, if the, if there's not going to be a benefit day or night, I think clandestine meetings and um, potential murders tonally night feels better. Um, <laughs> dusk, it has yeah. to be dusk. <laughs> D- dusk or mid? Yeah, should we say d- uh, dusk? What do you reckon? Dusk or midnight? Yeah. Show of hands. Yeah. Yeah. Dusk. dusk. 
dusk. Dusk. Meet, meet at dusk um, at the location we've specified. Um, and then let's put a little addendum here. We will... Um, payment is only available to um, the leader of any band. No, <laughs> I, like, um, employer will not speak to mere minions... Employer will not speak to mere minions. Money, no money will be carried. <laughs> no money will be carried at the meeting. All right. Okay. All these rewards and more can be yours if you are bold enough. Underline bold. Do, <laughs> I'm, do I'm a, still at five hundred gold pieces. <laughs> do, do a, do a um, can you do one of those fancy bees like monks do at the very first letter of a book for the for the bold? If you please. Penmanship is going to be everything here, guys. We need to lure this. We need to lure this hobgoblin leader out so we can kill him. I've got you. I uh, I got an A star in penmanship at the academy. Ah, oh, ah, oh, chef kiss. Nice, nice. All right. I'm gonna you guys the note. are constructing a fake uh, request help wanted for five hundred gold uh, outside of the tradeway. Uh, but you're, are you specifying what the job is? Um, I'm going to say that it is the work for a bold and bloodthirsty adventurer. Okay. So you're leaving it quite uh, quite uh, promiscuous and up for up for. I think I want to. I want to play. I want to play to the guy's strengths, but uh, but I can't give too much away. Maybe I'll put. Um, in brackets underwards, mild assassination job. <laughs> mild assassination. Alright. So you've got you're seeking seeking someone who could do some bloodthirsty <laughs> assassinations outside on the tradeway for five hundred gold and potentially princesses and other treasures. Ten virgin brides and a slap up dinner. 10 virgin brides and slap up dinner <laughs> however for more info they have to meet on the tradeway no minions it has to be the boss <laughs> exactly at, at dusk, dusk. At du- sorry that is very important dusk um, dash do not be late or early respectfully within the right time frame <laughs> don't be prompt <laughs> Don't be too prompt. Yeah, we're setting up a trap. Don't be prompt. <laughs> oh, we'll be ready. Don't, don't you worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Time to deliver the note, is it? Well, it's up to you guys. I think Who, so. Who's delivering the note? You are, Akthos. I, I will do it at, uh, as Akthos Woe, I believe. Is there a, there's a back door that Hendrix will let us out, I trust? Uh, yeah, there is a back door to the place. Can I climb onto the roof to watch this exchange? Uh, yeah, you could absolutely climb onto the roof if you wanted to. Uh, before we do that, uh, Uraprax, you're writing this letter, right? I have written it. Uh, why do you don't you roll me a deception roll for me? You know, I'm going to let you have advantage on that because, like, all four of you are collaborating and writing this together. Uh, first one came out as 22. That's pretty good. Second came out as 17. Right, 22 on this set. This looks very genuine with that high deception roll. 
All right. <laughs> and then, Scamosh, you are donning your disguise yeah. when you do tis, the tis. dodgy dealing. Please, please, I am method. Refer to me as Actos Woe. <laughs> <laughs> and Actos try, to have, try, try to have a little less respect for me, but I am a hapless merchant, always down on his luck. Um, to go to the fictional universe of Earth, think of me as Old Gil from the stories of the Simpsons family. Old <laughs> Gil. <laughs> oh, come on, you're messing it up, Gil. You can't get anything up. Exactly. All right. Right, so I will... Almost, um... almost comedically, like the old kind of brilliant, like Austin Powersy films and stuff like that, Scamos goes to the bathroom, shuts the door, and immediately as he opens it, it's almost like a... Like a supercut kind of thing shuts the door immediately opens it and he's got like a different outfit on what does Akmos Woe look like? Um, Akmos Woe as I say a a hapless merchant think very much um, in the way that no one would recognise um, Clark Kent versus Superman so the hair is parted in the other direction yeah. perhaps Perhaps some glasses, a more of a clumsy demeanour, very unsure of himself. Sort yeah, of looking but you around. are you are a tiefling with horns and a tail, so it's it's very like, a very a very a very shabby, like meek-looking one, sort of a hunched, um, almost um, skittish-like look. Very nervous, always, always like fumbling with something, like looking at the floor, looking down as he. Uh, Trumbles along, maybe muttering to himself about how he always gets the worst luck. All right, <laughs> excellent. The Akthos we have, we currently have Akthos one. I can imagine that the uh, the Warforged, the Iron Man in the corner, kind of turns to one of the members of his party, turns to Chen, the uh, Tabaxian's like, "Where did the other guy go?" <laughs> 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 It's like, oh, there's five of them. Where's the other one? Right, so do I have the um, the letter? Does this have your seal of approval, or Prax? Are you happy with this work? Uh, it is my best hand. I don't know why it's always slightly Spanish then. <laughs> it is my best hand. Please, take it. I will climb to the roof. Righty. Okay, so we've got... Akthos is going to deliver this help wanted sign. We've got Uraprax climbing onto the roof to get a bit of view. Uh, Oran, what are you up to? Well, I don't understand why Uraprax is climbing onto the roof because we just got a table right next to the window. Yeah. I can see the whole thing. So I'm going to stay know what, here. Mate, I don't know either, but he wants to do it. <laughs> so he's going to do it. I'm staying here. I'm ordering another drink because I've finished my drink. Excellent. I'm going to watch it. I, I just want to see... Uh, I want to see old Gil going out <laughs> and I can Hendrix let us out of a back door so I'm I'm seen to be coming from somewhere else than out from out the bar yeah he goes uh, yeah I mean are you you're gonna deliver it now uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I, unless anyone else has anything else they want us to do before we deliver it I think we kick this off well I will just say that although I've just ordered a drink I will keep my Warhammer handy just in case things go south for my friends oh yeah it's companion. it's leaning against the table yeah, yeah okay absolutely. right alright go ahead so uh, uh Hendrik lets you uh, behind the kind of L-shaped bar there's two doors uh Hendrik lets you opens one of them for you which takes you through to kind of like a a cooking area 
uh, it's kind of just a very rudimentary, like a nice um, big chunky kind of cast iron kind of stove, couple of uh, random cupboards with a uh, mix mash of pots and pans. Through that is like another door, which is like the storagey area with all like the, the big kegs of ale. And then he lets you out through the back way. Wonderful. Let's have Uruprax climb onto the roof. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to have you roll either athletics or acrobatics if you want to showboat it a little. 17. 17, yeah. A little bit tricky as you kind of grab over, like grab hold of some of like the uh, support beams and a bit of the, uh, the drainage system. It does creak a little bit, but you just kind of skimper up the side and you are currently on the top of the roof. Okay, uh, Finn, what are you up to? Are you just sitting at the table with uh, Oran? Yeah, I'm next to Oran. Um, I'm going to order another drink, same as Oran. I'm also going to order a chicken and some peanuts. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, so for each of you guys if you're getting another drink that's uh, four copper pieces for the drink and an additional two copper pieces for some food and snacks if you if you're really up for it okay yeah I'm gonna get jealous of that chicken and nuts so I'll, I'll order some of that <laughs> alright I'm there <laughs> six six copper this pieces is, each. This is important. six gold pieces oh no sorry copper pieces <laughs> Whoa, that was expensive. Yeah. Supply and demand. Damn good chicken. (laughs) Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready for the action. Go. Uh, Axel, what are you doing? So I've come out of the back door, so I'm going to go method before I even go out because I don't want to just wait to start performing when they see me. So as I prepare to walk out of the alleyway, and into the square where I'm going to make for the notice board. I'm already going to be chuntering along to myself about how I'm running late and I was meant to be delivering this this morning. So, oh, you've messed it up again. You're meant to get here this morning. Now there's ver- there's hardly any time for anyone to pick up this job. I'm going to be in so much trouble. So I'm, I'm muttering this as I walk towards. I almost don't register the people that the hobgoblins are there. I'm Obviously, I know they're there. Mm. But um, I'm 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 walking over there as if I'm so focused on just getting and getting this this notice that I have grasped in my little scaly hands off and putting it on the onto the onto the notice board and I'm going to wait for them to accost me. All right. So uh, before you do that, let's uh, roll a deception for me. Sure. sure. Or a performance if you're kind of putting on a show, whatever you prefer. Um, I've pulled 17 from my roll and I get you say yeah, I get either I get plus four for deception so should we have that yeah 21 excellent so uh you're, you're doing your thing oh boy oh jeez <laughs> you get uh, just beyond where you originally guys were next to the well you get owned about five ten foot further than you currently did when you went to the well last time and immediately, uh, the two bigger ones, the hobgoblins, both raise their hand and are like, stop, kind of thing. Really gruff growl. They kind of got weapons so drawn at you. I look up, suddenly noticing them for the first <laughs> time, idiots. Um, yeah. And I'm startled, like, oh, oh, um, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't see you gentlemen there. I, I, I have to get this posted to the board. I should have been here this morning. I'm incredibly late. She's out on the road. It's it's a it's a real mess. There are wargs out there. I'm not sure if you've seen them on the road, but it, it's an I've got to get this job posted, though. Like, um, can you excuse me? I need to put this on the board if you don't mind at all. One of the hobgoblins lets loose an arrow just between your feet. It just oh. kind of smacks into the ground, just kicks up a bit of grit and sand. Jeez, like, jeez, just gr- gritted teeth. Just shut up. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I shouldn't have <laughs> whilst, whilst this is happening, I take another bite of my chicken. Yeah. Nice looking out the window. Chunky, rip in the air. Roll for ac- acrobatics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the One of the bigger ones, the hobgoblins, kind of wax the smaller goblin like on the back of uh, the upper his upper back just kind of to wax him forward and this little kind of goblin skitters forward and like yeah kind of thing skitters forward still like with his daggers pointing at you skitters forward and snatches this uh help wanted notice that you've writ up it snatches it off you not not turning his back to you starts walking backwards still with his weapons drawn kind of steps back a couple of times like lunges forward and takes a couple of swigs like kind of thing to try and scare you and make you kind of flinch oh so i i do i do flinch back up like oh like don't don't shoot the literal messenger guys come on like uh, I'm, I'm here to deliver a message like you guys are standing by a notice board are you are you adventurers are you from some type of firm because you know, there's a big job here and i've been told i gotta deliver it so like a you know, second arrow shoots in between <laughs> Almost splitting the first one in twain. These these hobgoblins are very good at archery, and they just hit you even closer to your foot than the other one was. <laughs> the uh, goblin that took the note from you skitters back, lifts, raises it because he's got a good couple of feet on him. Raises it up and passes it to one of the bigger ones, who kind of takes it, looks at it, nods, kind of folds it and gives it back to one of the goblins who kind of pockets it just in like one of their little shabby coats just in their inner pocket one of the big hobgoblins kind of like bats his hand at you to kind of fuck off kind of thing like you're done here kind of okay um thank you very much guys i will leave this in your care um so um uh, good luck with the job (laughs) and then and then, I'm bol- and then I'm bolting right around, right around the corner. Maybe I do a little comedic trip, like on a stage trip. Like, oh, I've tripped out. I haven't really. I'm fine. I'm, I'm dexterous as fuck, but like, I'm fine in this disguise. I'm clumsy. I'm falling over, and and I scamper back around the corner. And then as soon as I'm gone, I Kaiser McSoze it, and I'm uh, walking back around as I go into the pub. <laughs> after after I'm after I'm sure I'm out of sight, of course. Just as you get back to the well and you do your your comedic kind of stumble to kind of really lay it on thick and really play the part. Uh, Uraprax, can you roll a stealth for me while you're on top of the roof? (laughs) Nat uh, nat 20 plus 3. Natural 20. Excellent. (laughs) You're kind of just there. You're kind of looking. You kind of shift a little bit. But as you shift, you just feel it just ever so slightly in one of your knees as you're kind of crouching down you feel like one of the tiles is quite loose and you immediately kind of lift your weight off of it and just put it back where it was. Okay. All right. Excellent. With that, you guys 
successfully give a fake help wanted sign to the goblins at the notice board. Finn and Uruprax trying very hard not to kind of snicker at your comedic stumbling over Charlie Chaplin style kind of thing. Turkey grease dripping down their beards kind of thing. Just enjoying this moment. (laughs) Alrighty. And then almost like flipping a switch this bumbling sorry for himself <laughs> T-Flip becomes the suave and sophisticated scammer you, you know and love just as he bouts around the corner and then I can quickly just nip back in through the um, I imagine saloon doors to the bathroom to quickly just <laughs> change back into my regular attire excellent alright so um is Uruprax still on the roof? Um, can you guys I, see? Have they have they taken it anywhere, or are they still standing there from out the window? What's going on? I, I'd like to hang on the roof and just just watch a little what they do. Yeah, excellent. Okay, with your natural uh, twenty, yeah, you're still up there, and they are none the wiser. Scamos, Finn, and Uran are now inside the bar, looking through the window, and it looks like looks like they're not doing anything yet. Looks like whatever they're doing, they're going to wait for their like royal changing of the guard for that piece of information to get into the right hands doesn't seem like they're going to be immediately taking it to base seems like they're going to keep hold of it and then it will be like uh, when they get changed and when the new goblins come that goblin who now has the information will then start to make its way through to what you imagine is the big boss who will read it Wonderful. So now from, from their perspective I imagine the most important thing we have to do is wait because these guys are small fry. What we need to do now is get everything else in in order so we're ready for when dust comes and hopefully we have the advantage. Now, there's a couple of things that I think we have that play to our hands here. I want us to try and, again, guys, don't let me steamroll you into this. We have a habit of us accidentally dragging us on adventures when some... <laughs> when women fall out of trees in the forest but bear with me on this one what I propose we do now and um, that looks like good chicken by the way can I, can I get one of those? absolutely not if <laughs> no I'm, to- I'm talking to Sorry. If, if there's a hearth in the room there must be a chimney can I jump down the chimney and rejoin? Uh, there is currently a fire <laughs> smoke I'm dragon but you're dragonborn should be alright you are yes a fire I believe you are more resistant to acid as your uh, your thing, but if you want to climb down the chimney, you can climb down the chimney, mate. I want to jump down the chimney. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just imagining roller. the other three of us just sitting, trying to have a drink and discussing a plan, and you're climbing on roofs, jumping just... down chimneys. Roller. It's a free runner. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to say, because you're like natural 20 on your previous stealth roll, you... Stealthily, without drawing any attention to yourself, managed to get across the roof and up and into the chimney. Uh, roll a uh, acrobatics, I guess, to see if you can get down this chimney with disadvantage because it is hot and there is soot everywhere and uh, like thick smoke. So I got a five. Five? Excellent. <laughs> so, uh, Scamos. Oh, it's disadvantage as well, isn't it? Oh, was, oh, was that not the disadvantage? The five? That, no, that was yeah, that's the lowest. The other one was uh, eleven. Oh, blimey! Okay, 
So Scamos sits down, kind of leans back on his chair, maybe puts his feet up on the table, and is like, mission accomplished. And there's just a crash <laughs> as Urubrax stumbles out of the fireplace. <laughs> like, logs and embers going absolutely <laughs> everywhere. <coughs> And uh, you know what? Let's uh, I'm roll a d10 because I feel like fuck it. Nine points of damage. You're a break. If we're going to do this, can I use my featherfall? Oh, you're gonna? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. You I... start to slip and kind of jolt a little bit, and uh, as you start to immediately, you just feel that slightly weightlessness as your stomach starts to lurch. You know you've lost your grip, uh, and you cast featherfall. Uh, is there any magical? phrases or sayings that you uh, say when you cast Featherfall? <laughs> this is not the task. <laughs> Alright. You kind of utter those words as you just start to fall and then almost Mary Poppins style. <laughs> so, to retcon. <laughs> just super soft landing and then... Yeah. <laughs> Scamor sits down at the bar at the uh, table next to you guys like, mission accomplished. And then like, James Bond's secret elevator... Urubrax just comes down into the chimney, like slowly feather falling, just like gliding down like an invisible elevator. <laughs> and steps out of the fireplace like it was a hidden just, door or something. They're still out there, guys. Doesn't look like they're going to be doing anything for a while. Yeah, we can see from the window, so yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> well, my hope was that if they disappeared, I'd have some vantage over being able to see them walk down the street. All right. And with that, and your fake help wanted sign, and your potential trap laid to capture these goblins and put an end to this weird kind of rain they have over the town, we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Monsters and Madness. If you'd like to find out more about myself, you can find me on Instagram, at Louis Hay, where I post a bunch of different silly sketches and doodles. If you'd like to find out more about John, you can find him on his Twitter at John Crinnan or his website, johncrinnan.com, where you'll find all the links to his stories and his other podcasts. You can find Carl on his Twitter at Carl Hughes, or you can visit hawkandcleaver.com to learn more about how they help fresh and upcoming podcasters. To find Daniel, you can find him on his Twitter at Wilcox Author, or visit danielwilcox.com to learn more about his books and his special boot camp to help new authors. You can find Andy CT on his Twitter at AndyCTWrites or visit theotherstories.net to hear some of his horrifically twisted creations. The Monsters and Madness theme tune was created by Timo Henderson. You can check out his website, timohenderson.com, to see what kind of awesome music he can create, especially for you and your next project. And lastly, our background music was produced by Daniel Birch and downloaded from freemusicarchive.org. Visit his website, danielbirchmusic.com, to see what other music he has available. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. 
Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.